Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day. Hello. How are you doing, listeners? How are you, listeners? What's happening? What's up? Dog. Can that... Cat. <laughs> What's up, cat? Can that be my new podcast intro? What's up, cat? If you like, we can dog. do that. But then everybody's going to think that I'm Carol Baskin, and you don't even know who that is yet, so... Who's Carol Baskin? Oh, you've missed the whole... Um, part of the Rona that led us all down the Tiger King rabbit hole. You've totally missed it and you would have found it absolutely hilarious for two seconds flat and then you would have realised it was polluting your brain and turn it off. But Carol Baskin was the natural born enemy of the Tiger King and they, they had quite a few confrontations that are so, I don't know, it's like watching a train crash but you can't turn away. <laughs> That's human nature, isn't it? We love a good, so. uh, we love a good disaster. Well, they were a disaster waiting to happen, but she now owns his tiger farm. So, more right. you, Carol. Okay. Um, today, Coxie, I think we're going to talk about how to do business with the Tiger King or something, aren't we? Well, if those two had have had a better business relationship, maybe they could have done business together. <laughs> it's an area that seems to mystify a lot of trade business owners is B2B or business to business or B2C or hang on, no, B2C. See, I always think B2C, business to consumer. commercial, but it's consumer. Ah. Um, but B2B is business to business. We always come up with these new names for things. Why, why can't we just talk in English? Business to business marketing, business yes. to business. Well, I don't call it marketing. They're relationships, and it's, it's very it's, different. I find it amusing, Coxie, because when I think about what is a business, a business is like this inanimate, um, abstract term for people who deliver stuff to customers for money. Like that's kind of a business, right? Businesses are people. If you're a single operator trades person, then your business is you. If you're Telstra, who we love, then your business is, you know, thousands of employees and buildings and systems and products and all that, but still people. Mm. And I feel like a lot of you listening to this lose sight of the fact that business is people. No matter if you want to deal with a tier one construction company or uh, the plumber in your suburb to refer work to and from each other, it's people you've got to get to know and understand and figure out how to communicate with. And we did a, a episode recently about listening and taking feedback and stuff. And I feel like we're maybe, as we said in that episode, losing some skills in business especially, you know, there's all this focus on, um, I don't know, fancy strategies and new techniques to cut through and hack everything. 
And I was laughing about this idea of, of the hack. You know, everyone's keen on the hack these days in 2020. And in my understanding of the English language, a hack it used to be someone who was pretty shit at it. You know? <laughs> You're hacking at the weeds. If you were hacking a tree down, that's not nearly as effective as chopping a tree down. So, you know, you don't want to be hacking with an axe. That's, that signifies a bit of a mess. And yet now everyone's so focused on the hack. How do I hack that? It's like, well, how do you just do it? Because I can tell you, as a slightly older Australian, there isn't any hacks in business. No, there's not. And there's really actually no shortcuts. I'm sorry, listeners. I know you're all here for the silver bullet and the <laughs> shortcut, but there is none. You're actually going to have to do the work and make the thing happen. There are easier ways to do things, but I don't think there's any shortcuts. So let me dispel that myth right now. If you're here listening to us just to get a shortcut, you're in the wrong place. So we talk a lot about business to business marketing and we, I guess, the two of us really feel that comes down to relationships. Sure, you can put together a fantastic capability statement and send it off to places, but are they going to read it unless they actually have had contact from you and they understand who you are and what you're about? whether you can help them with what it is in their problem, uh, in their business, the issue they're trying to solve, or are you just like every other XYZ business that has approached them previously? We did a series on, the, it was the Builder series, and it was essentially about business-to-business marketing. It was about subcontractors dealing with builders, business-to-business. Well, this is exactly the same. It's about creating a relationship with the person that you might like to work with. So nurturing the relationship, nurturing, finding out what the problems are that you can solve in their business. So you might be a painter talking to a builder and you want to find out what are the problems that the the builder currently has with their painter or any other previous painter and how can you solve that problem rather than just being every other painter that knocks on the door and says, "Mm, have you got any work? I'm looking for work. It's about taking the time to understand what their issues are and then figuring out how you can word your solution. And your solution might be a defects policy or your solution might be that you'll do a walk around with the builder prior to putting any paint on the wall so if there's any issues you can outline them immediately. Mm. Or it might be that you will be the person that constantly contacts the builder to ensure the job's ready to go so that your staff can be there on time instead of not getting there for a week because the builder has had to chop and change, which they so often do. Business-to-business marketing on any, I guess, space, any forum is exactly the same. It's taking the time to nurture a relationship, to understand who they are and how you can help them rather than it being transactional. Mm. The other cool thing about business-to-business business business is that (laughs) (laughs) three Bs. Business to business business is that you're dealing with a fellow business person. Mm. And so your problems and their problems are potentially quite similar in that they do what they do to make a profit in a, a time frame that, depending on the size of the business that you're wanting to talk with, allows them some sort of life outside of their business. And so you actually have a lot in common. And one of the keys to human relationships is commonality and rapport, R-A-P-P-O-R-T, if you want to write that down. Um, And the more rapport you have with a potential customer or a potential mate uh, or a potential B2B prospect, 
the more likely they are to feel comfortable with you, the more the relationship's going to kick off and you're going to be able to actually have a chat to them and find some commonality uh, to establish the relationship around. So talk about those things or think about those things. It's like, hey, Coxie, you're a business owner. Uh, You're a bit bigger than me. But as fellow business owners, I'd love to understand your problems in business at the moment. Like what are some of the things you're seeing that are really affecting your business results? And... Instead of going in there, it's like, hey, I'm a plasterer and I really want to do your work, Mr. Builder, so that I can make a shitload of money out of you and you're a prick anyway because you don't pay your bills on time. But I need to do this because my business coach told me I had to go out and find some more builders to work with. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you business people, like talk about business Mm. more so than the product. And Coxie, you used one of my pet hate words is commodity Mm. and transactional it's like there is no emotion in that. It's a it's a thing. You know, dollars per square meter of, of wallboard put up. It's like, where's the feeling in that? Where's the problem solving in that? Mm. Versus your systems and processes that you have to ensure that the there's information being fed back to the site supervisor on a daily basis, which means their systems run better, which means the business owner has less headaches. And goodness knows he's got enough of those at the moment. It's incredibly true. And I think the next step then in that relationship is to nurture the the relationship that you've created. And I, this is such a big missing step. It's so often I see business owners, and I'm not specifically talking about trades here, I'm talking about all business owners. Mm. They put in the work to establish the relationship in the first place. Excellent. Well done. Big tick, gold star for you today. However, what happens next? You just continue to take business from them. What do you give back? Other than your incredible service and a fantastic job, there has to be more to that. There has to be a phone call at the end of the job to say, hey, that job's completed. We've checked through. We've taken care of any warranty issues or defects. But you know what? I just really want to say thanks so much for sending that job my way. Mm. Or how about we catch up for a coffee and talk about where you're at and what you're up to? Because I'd love to continue this relationship rather than it then becoming transactional. So I feel that I often see a lot of work put into the beginning and then once they've got the cat in the bag, it becomes transactional. I'll just go in and do the work, send you an invoice, you pay me, off we go. But Mm -hmm. imagine how much, like remember back to when you actually went to that business in the first place. They already had somebody servicing them in the area that you worked in. What was it that took them off that person and gave the business back to you or over to you? You don't want to end up being that person that loses the business and you can do that by continuing the relationship, taking the time to hear, accepting the feedback as we spoke about in a recent episode, understanding what their problems are continuing to be and continuing to find the solutions rather than just go in, make a connection, do the work, get out, work out, work out. You've got to give back. Yeah, and and the focus on square metre rates or, you know, rates, prices, all that it can be really challenging to get around that when you are dealing B2B because you're dealing with maybe people uh, who are in the in the bowels of the machine of that bigger business perhaps that you're talking with, particularly you know larger construction businesses or commercial businesses, manufacturing, all those sorts of companies where you're dealing with an employee who is doing a job and their job is to make money for the company ultimately that's what you want your employees to do do their job do it productively make us a profit and so 
if you want to appeal to that person, that employee, you got to think about what are their problems, what makes their life difficult or frustrating or what makes their job harder. And if you can remove some of that for them as an employee, you got yourself a friend Mm. because that helps them do their job easier, quicker, better, makes them look better to their boss, means they get their bonus this quarter and it means that they can buy their wife the thing they want to or take their family on a holiday or, you know, buy their husband a dirt bike or whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to think in terms of the person you're talking to and the problems they have and don't assume that every procurement manager or estimator is just a prick who's out to screw every supplier because that's exactly what you're going to get. Exactly. It's not like that at all. And I think back as you were talking through that, I'm remembering some of the relationships that I developed through my pharmacy career, which is very much business to business, but then comes back to business to consumer. So for me as the pharmacy manager, most of my business was business to consumer, but the pre-work in my business was business to business. I was constantly buying off sales reps. So we had to have a relationship in which I needed that sales rep to do the best thing they could do for me. Now, sometimes that meant the best price they could create. Sometimes it was getting me the stock immediately rather than the two-week wait, which would mean they'd get in their car and they'd run around to some other stores and pull off some of the surplus with a promise to give back to get me the stock that I needed immediately. They solved a problem. Sometimes it was doing a morning tea training so that my staff were more aware of their products so that we could have this ongoing relationship there by they were continuing to sell that product over perhaps the competitor's product. But my staff actually felt fantastic about it because they got a bit of time off in their day to do something a little different and a yummy morning tea. Like all of these things that we're talking about are little problems that would come up for me as a pharmacy manager and I had businesses that could fix that for me. I could solve the problem, take it off my hands. I didn't need to think about it anymore. Suddenly you're the person I call when I need some vitamin C in my pharmacy or you're the person I can call when I've run out of toilet paper and somewhere somebody's got to get me some because the whole world's gone mad and we need it right now. Mm. They would put it together. So that's if you're the business trying to relate to another business and, and have a business relationship with another business, a fellow business, that's the person you need to be. Yeah, I think uh, it's easy to forget that business is about people. I go back to what I said at the start and often it's not B2B. I feel like this B2B and, you know, I'm watching some of the stuff. I do actually keep a bit of an eye on what's going on in the world and, you know, I'm not just squirreled away in my shack down here in Tasmania. <laughs> um, you know, this this concept of dehumanizing particular um groups in society if i just speak uh, obtusely about all of that uh, i was watching a video this morning not surprisingly from the us and this idea of dehumanizing someone uh in, in an effort to exert power over them thinking about it as business to business dehumanizes the entire thing it's not business to business. It's you to somebody else. It's person to person. Whether it's a person who is buying something and they've been labeled a consumer or it's a person buying something and they've been labeled a business, it's still people. Robots don't do business. And so if you understand or remind yourself that 
that procurement manager or estimator or site supervisor or business owner or whoever the heck it is you're talking to is a person and people have emotions, people have desires, people have fears. Learn to relate to that with those people in businesses and you'll actually be an absolute gun at B2B marketing and sales. Because as you said, Coxie, sales reps are a classic example of that. You know, they have to go through so many layers. I worked in the medical industry as well in the hardware side of things uh, 20 years ago. And you know, I was submitting multi-million dollar tenders to hospital boards, private hospitals. And you've got to go through three, four, five, six layers of management and clinicians and specialists and finance people and everything just to get your proposal on the board table. Mm. Um, and that was all about just pouring hours into building relationships with those people. And if you don't have rapport and commonality and relationship with one of those people through that chain of command, you're dead. Your, your proposal doesn't make it up. No, it doesn't. And to take this right back to the original question is how do you market business to business? There are two things you can do. One, you need to make sure that the consumer, so the end consumer, because business to business still facilitates a relationship where there is an end consumer. They need to know and understand what your product is and why they need to choose that. So there needs to be an urgency around your product being the best product or the cheapest product or the most reliable product. There needs to be a reason why the consumer is demanding that product off the business that you're dealing with. And then you need to have a great relationship with that business owner, person you're talking to, procurement manager, staff member, manager, whatever it might be, then it comes back to that personal relationship. So they're the two things you need to do if you're looking to market business to business. Make sure everybody knows what your product is and why it's better. The end consumer, what's their target? Who is it? Why do they need to know? You put that information in front of them as much as you can and then you start talking to the businesses and building relationships so that you can get that product onto their into their business. It's really simple. Probably one last thing I'd want to chuck in there, Coxie, is talking to people in terms of benefits. It's something that crops yes. up a lot in our one-on-one sessions that we have with our tradiepreneurs is I find business owners often forget to talk in terms of the benefit of something they're doing to the end user, to the to the purchaser, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's a consumer or a business, it doesn't really matter. So you've got, you know, electronic invoicing and a job management system. That's that's exciting. Whoop de doo. What's the benefit of that to me as the project manager that you want to get on board with? If, if that means I get up-to-the-minute reporting of where a job is at so that I can manage my costings, and again, this goes to understanding my problems as the project manager. Correct. What's my boss riding my ass about? Yeah. And if, if you remember that there needs to be a benefit to the people you're talking to, what's the benefit of the way you remove asbestos or apply paint or you know dispatch your guys for electrical work in the factory like, what is the benefit of that to me? I don't care mm. if you've got some fancy thing or you think you're the best in the business. You might be, but how's that going to benefit me? Mm. So it's probably the, a, a big oversight for a lot of people um, when they're pitching for someone else's business. Um, Good point, Was Talk in terms of benefits. Thanks, Nicole. I appreciate your feedback. 
<laughs> and this episode was actually brought to you from some feedback. We received some feedback to <laughs> yeah, say yeah. that we should be talking more business to business marketing. So there we are. This episode is all about delivering on the feedback we were given. Now, we haven't gone into specific tactics of where to go looking for business owners, but hey, you're a business owner. Where do you hang out? Exactly. Uh, you know, go talk to some. And you know, it's interesting, we both talk about sales reps and we both spent some time in sales roles, Coxie, and management roles in our, in our past lives. Um, one of the best things you can do is uh, pop on down to your local shoe shop, get a pair of shoes with a lot of leather on the bottom of them and go wear out some shoe leather. Because <laughs> it's just, you just got to go do the grind. You got to meet people. You got to, well, you can't shake hands anymore. You can just touch elbows. Uh, but, you know, go touch elbows with a few people and get out there and expand your networks and get known and just develop some relationships. Make some business friends. Mm. It's probably the best and lowest cost and best bang for buck thing you could actually do. And I find a lot of people are sitting behind their computer screen trying to find the magical way to get the leads just rolling in. And unfortunately... I think a lot of people have sold the idea that that's reality and that that's possible. And those same people are making money from selling that advice. Exactly. <laughs> it's not actually the case. Uh, you, you, the old school stuff is still, it's still the way to do it. Unfortunately. But hey, that's, that's just where it's at. Everything's about the relationship at the totally. end of the day. Now, I've just put my pen down and stopped taking notes about this episode, which is a new thing that I'm doing, Coxie. I'm actually taking notes as we speak. so I can. I have noticed you taking notes. I can ensure that we have good show notes. Um, but if you'd like to build a relationship with some fellow trade business owners that... Boom! Uh, yeah, chucking it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag chuck it, not send it. It's the new thing. Anyway. Okay, I'm not sure about that one. I think you took that away, step over. If you want to build some relationships with trade business owners who get it, who get you, who understand, who've been there, who've tried stuff, they have the same fears and struggles and ideas and have maybe found some solutions to a lot of those things. If you want to hang out with a bunch of those people and just get a bit pumped up, actually, um, a bit of backslapping and high-fiving, and uh, perhaps a little bit of critical feedback as well, some loving pokes in the chest. <laughs> Go and do yourself a favor. Um, check out the drawing board. We talk about it a lot. We're incredibly proud of our members, our drawing board members, and all of our other members, our Trade Desk members. G'day. Our tradiepreneurs, of course, uh, who are rock stars as well. It's just everyone's at their own stage of their journey. And so, you know, each of those um, avenues, I guess, suits a different journey. So if you want to hang out with a bunch of awesome trade business owners, go and check out the drawing board, especially though, if you're ready to step up and um, forget about all this Rona crap, then uh, hit the website, all the dubs, tradeisinbusiness.com.au, and you'll see the stuff there about the drawing board. You can book a, a spot to have a chat to Coxie and me um, in the flesh via Zoom, of course. Not quite the flesh. But we'll be real behind your computer in, screen. In the COVID flesh. And uh, and just see if it's fit for you. And if not, that's all good. We give you a few ideas and um, maybe teach you how to B2B market better. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. 
Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.